And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones. And yes, we're transmitting live from our station. And of course, today we have an exciting program prepared for you as we continue to talk about God's plan for the eschatology ages, as we talk about the three stages of the millennium. So stay tuned and grab your Bibles and follow along with us. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, what an exciting topic to talk about your kingdom, Lord, your rulership. And Lord, we long for that day when you're sitting on your throne and the world, everybody knows you. We pray for that day, Lord, and we anticipate it. We pray that we can do it justice as we discuss it here, that you'll bless us all, Lord, with the knowledge of your return. And uh, Lord, that people get excited about it. And we thank you in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Nathan. Again, we're you're tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition, the three stages of the millennium. And today's program is sponsored by CCA.University. That is the Calvary Chapel Aventura University. More information at 305-992-9537. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones, to the program. Nathan, how are you today? Good, man. Good, man. Hey, tell me a little more about this CCA University. What, what are you talking about there? Oh, Nathan, well, it's fantastic. I'm glad you asked. Uh, well, of course, um, about six months ago or so, the state of Florida granted us uh, the rights and the privilege for our own recognized uh, university, recognized through the state of Florida and higher education. So uh, we're excited for that. And not only that, Nathan, but our university, the niche is that we're focused on eschatology. So we're able to offer full associates, bachelors, and we're working on master's on the subject matter of biblical prophecy of eschatology. So that's awesome that you asked me that. That's great. So if somebody wants to get a, a degree in Bible prophecy, then they could go to cca.edu? Actually, university, cca.university. We try to make it simple. Dot university. Okay, that's a new, uh, a new dot. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And that, that's why we took advantage of that, Nathan. And yeah, and that's the idea. The idea is that we're finding that, as you probably know, those wonderful individuals, saints that teach eschatology, a lot of them are getting older and older. Their hair is getting grayer and grayer. And uh, they're passing on. And we're just not seeing enough younger people uh, given advantage to get, uh, uh, get an education or a degree in that field. Or it's not even being offered in most Christian universities. So we want to give an opportunity for that to be an elective. So individuals will have an opportunity to maybe even consider uh, a degree in eschatology. Well, that's a fantastic resource, man. I, I praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Nathan. Yes, but we keep us in prayer uh, as we're continuing to put all that together. We're working closely with our good friends from the Calvary Chapel University so that we can actually partner together and individuals can start a degree in one university and finish it at the other or transfer their, their credit. So we're excited also to partnership with other wonderful universities. Fantastic. So, yeah, Nathan. So, Nathan, also tell us a little bit about the ministry that you're involved in and uh, any upcoming events. Uh, you guys are always up to something wonderful. Well, uh, I'm, uh, I'm again Nathan Jones, Internet Evangelist here with Lamb and Lion Ministry. And you could say my pulpit is our website at uh, ChristinProphecy.org. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. So, we got that same passion as you do with uh, CCA.university. We 
want people to get excited about the Lord. He promised he was going to come. Matter of fact, three times in the last, very last chapter of the Bible, Revelation 22, he said, yeah, I will be coming quickly. I will return quickly. I'm coming back. So <laughs> we know he's coming back, and uh, that's what our ministry uh, teaches. We do it primarily through our television show, Christ in Prophecy, which is aired all over the world. So check us out, ChristinProphecy.org. Ooh, absolutely. Thank you so much, Nathan, for giving out the wonderful information for those of you that are tuned in. We see a number of you tuned in via social media as well. Uh, share that with your friends. Pass on the good, the wonderful information for individuals that want to grow. Uh, again, what a wonderful ministry opportunity. Uh, so, Nathan, talking about wonderful ministry opportunities, you and I have been doing a number of programs uh, relating to uh, the Old Testament prophecies. We talked about Enoch, we talked about the, the second coming, the tribulation. And then Nathan, next on the calendar, another topic that I find that is also one that um, is hidden in terms of its name in the Old Testament, it has to do with that of the millennium. And today we're going to talk about that as God's plan for the eschatology uh, ages, as we look at the different stages of the millennium, also in the Old Testament. So Nathan, of course, the millennium in the Old Testament really doesn't go by that name, right? Right, because you don't even get the word millennium, which means thousand years until you get to Revelation 20, where six times the Lord says that the kingdom will last a thousand years or a millennium and that's where we get the term millennial kingdom so up until john wrote revelation or, or dictated i should say as the lord spoke through him uh that was uh about uh, ad 95 so up until that time nobody knew it was going to be a thousand year king and they just knew that when jesus returned one day he would set up his kingdom on the earth now people have got that confused obviously well kingdom aren't we in the kingdom now isn't the church age, the kingdom. And I think Cotton Mather, who was a Puritan pastor about the uh, late 1600s, early 1700s, uh, really explained what this kingdom of, of Christ is, where he said it was a fourfold kingdom. In other words, uh, it was a spiritual kingdom. And he wrote, wherein his word and grace rule over the consciences of men. And clearly that's going on now. It's a also a providential kingdom wherein he governs all the affairs and motions of the world. Certainly the Lord is providential over all things. There's an ecclesiastical kingdom. That's the church. The Lord uh, uh, works through the church in this age, but he also promises to take the church out one day. And that will leave number four, the Davidic kingdom. And that's the kingdom which belongs unto our Lord Jesus Christ. You can find the reference for the Davidic kingdom in 2 Samuel 7, where the, where the Bible says, I will set up your seed after you, talking to David, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. So Nathan the prophet spoke to David. So this Davidic kingdom, this millennial kingdom, is what we're still waiting to be instituted upon Christ's return. Mm, excellent. Thank you, Nathan. And of course, I thank you for the wonderful clarification because, uh, again, we, we talk about this incredible period of time that, I mean, I can't wait, Nathan. I don't know about you, but right, I, I mean, it, it's going to be an amazing, amazing uh, uh, place and also a time where it's just going to be phenomenal as we're going to be looking now in the Old Testament in the book of Isaiah. The millennial king, I'm, I'm right on board with you, man. T to me, this is, this is what the utopia that humanity has been trying to build and failed so miserably for, for centuries is finally going to be. When Jesus Christ rules and reigns over this earth, it's going to be a time of peace and righteousness and justice. And as we go through it, I think people understand truly what a wonderful era this will be. 
Now, if you're a believer in Christ, we look forward immensely. If you're in rebellion against Christ, well, you're not looking forward to it at all because you won't be part of it. And so if you're a Christian, though, this message should really resonate with you. Yeah, and Nathan, also to give a little bit of a backdrop, right, you and I, we talked about this before. Of course, this is going to happen after the rapture. We believe the rapture of the church, we the believers are going to be up in heaven with the Lord. This is going to be, of course, uh, after the, the, the tribulation uh, that we talked about, the second coming of the Lord. So in a sense, you and I, in this period of time, we're going to have our glorified bodies, right, Nathan? We're going to have uh, uh, positions. We're going to be busy. So this also involves us, the church. Right, and to clarify when you're saying rapture, that in other words, the Lord will take up the church before a time of judgment, a seven-year time of judgment called the tribulation will happen. And uh, we will be in heaven during that time while, while the earth will go through 21 of the worst judgments ever. And God will use those judgments to bring people to their knees and finally accept Him as Savior. So there'll be a great soul harvest during that time. When He returns with the church at the end of the tribulation, then he will resurrect the Old Testament and the Tribulation Era saints, and we will then go into the kingdom. Uh, the Tribulation saints who survive, they're in their earthly bodies. They will procreate, and in an idyllic kingdom that it will be, there'll probably be billions and billions of people eventually through those thousands of years, uh, 1,000 years that are born. And so the whole world will repopulate again, and we will help the Lord and rule and reign with him during that time period. And again, man. I'm so excited about it. It's, I know we'll be in our, our glorified bodies. Is, is the millennial kingdom better than heaven? Uh, I don't know, but it's certainly that Jesus is getting what is due him to rule and reign over this earth as promised since the beginning of time. Uh, that's the fulfillment of Bible prophecy, and I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah, and Nathan, and we're doing this program because, see, I, I, I realize a lot of Christians really don't know much about this. They somehow think, okay, when I die, I'm going to go to heaven, I'm going to be with Jesus, and that's great, praise the Lord. But many of them don't realize that we also will have responsibilities back here on this earth, but it's going to be a beautiful place as we're going to notice today. So that's why we, we, we want to encourage you that are tuned into the program. Uh, again, uh, when you have a relationship with Jesus, there's a lot more to the, this life that is here. So pay close attention. Today's program is very important. We're going to dive right in by going to Isaiah chapter 11. And we're going to, we're going to notice verses 6 uh, through 9 uh, in Isaiah. Nathan, would you be able to take us there? Yes, Isaiah 11, uh, 6 through 9 is a prophecy about what it'll be like for the animals and the people, the relationship. Now, if I jump in a lion's den or a bear cave, what's going to happen, right? They're going to eat me. Yeah. They're going to attack. <laughs> but this is, the, the, this is what the Lord will do during the millennial kingdom. Verse 6 says, The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the young goat and a calf and a young lion and the fatling together. And the little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young ones shall lie down together. And the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the weaned child shall put it in his hand in the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Oh, this is fantastic. And Nathan, I love this passage because one of the symbols that you guys use for your ministry, right, is a lion and a lamb. Right. And it's not from this scene. A lot of people say, well, th this is where you get the reference to the ministry's name. We're Lamb and Lion Ministries because Jesus first came 
as a suffering lamb, but he's going to return as a conquering lion and king. So that's where we get our name. It's not from this passage here, because as, as I think we've read here, there's no verse that says the lion lays down with the lamb. It's verse 6, is the wolf shall dwell with the lamb. And then a little later it talks about how the the lion shall eat straw. In other words, the lion's not chasing the lamb anymore. The lion's not trying to eat uh, the prey. They're vegetarian. The animal kingdom will become vegetarian. There won't be a fear of humanity anymore. They won't attack us, and we won't attack them. Likely during the millennial kingdom, then, is uh, we'll be vegetarians as well. We won't be eating the animals. I'm certainly disappointed in that. I, I like a good barbecue as, as much as the next guy, but you know, the animals seem to trust us, so they wouldn't be trusting us much if we're eating them. In other words, there'll be peace between the animal kingdom and humanity, just like there was in the Garden of Eden. Oh, fantastic. Thank you, Nathan, for the wonderful clarification. I really love that. And man, uh, I guess everybody that's going on the health kick, they're going in the right direction because we will all be vegan. Yeah, yeah again, <laughs> oh, that's painful to think about, but it, that's what it looks like. Uh, it was glorious as that is. I, verse 9, look at that. No one shall hurt or destroy in my holy mountain. In other words, when Jesus Christ comes to rule and reign on this earth from his kingdom and the capital in Jerusalem, that nobody will be killing anybody anymore. Can you imagine that? No more murdering or fighting or killing. No more war. There's other passages throughout the Old Testament, and we might get to some, that talk about how there's no more war in the millennial kingdom. And... Look at this. This is my favorite part there. Verse 9. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters yeah. come to the sea. Is that today? Absolutely not. There are some people who go around saying the church is the kingdom and we're living in the millennial kingdom now. Is the whole earth full of the knowledge of the Lord? Absolutely no. not. But in the millennial kingdom, everybody will know Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, everybody will be required to go up to Jerusalem once a year and see Jesus face to face. So, there will be a, we will finally be with our Savior face to face during this kingdom. And, and what king do you get? I mean, you and I couldn't drive up to the White House and visit President Trump, right? But in this time period, everyone on the planet will have access to Jesus Christ. Can you imagine that? Oh, fantastic, Nathan. That is fantastic. And, and you know, that, this is why we're doing this also is to cl clarify because we have uh, so, such cults like the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. They give you this Watchtower magazine. They talk about supposedly this kingdom, uh, this place of peace. But you're clarifying for us. We're not there yet. <laughs> no, uh, you know, for those who say that we're in the kingdom now, just watch the news for a few minutes. I mean, we are not in the kingdom now. Do you see animals and people? Uh, in harmony with each other? Do we see everybody in the world knowing the Lord? Do we see no more war or famine or, or destruction or fighting? Absolutely not. This, this prophecy is for the kingdom of Christ. And for those who say the church is the kingdom, I'm sorry, but the prophecy does not support that conclusion. Mm, excellent point, Nathan. Of course, again, for those of you that just tuned in, you're tuned into our Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about God's plan for the eschatology ages, three stages of the millennium. Nathan, talking about that, I, I think it's fantastic what we're sharing. Also, I, from what I understand, uh, a, a part of your resources, I noticed that Dr. Reagan also did a teaching about the millennium in the Old Testament in one of your Lamplighter magazines, because and he clarifies also those individuals that are a millennium and they have different views. Can you talk to us a little bit about those views? 
Well, you can go to our website at ChristlyProphecy.org and either use the search to look up the Millennium in the Old Testament or just go under Articles and Subcategory Millennium. And uh, our founder and director, Dr. David Reagan, has written a fantastic article. Of course, we have numerous TV shows and sermons and podcasts and teaching on the Millennial Kingdom. It's all there. But uh, you can look that up, and uh, that's where we have quite a number of verses and references so that you can study up more on this topic. Mm, excellent point. A lot of wonderful resources because, Nathan, this is a lengthy topic. When we put it all together, when we look at the different phases, uh, we're just talking about phase uh, one right now, stage one, looking at the Old Testament. Then we'll look at uh, what Jesus had to say in the New Testament, and then we'll end up with the actual passage in uh, Revelation chapter 20. But there is a lot here. And again, sometimes people just hear of the millennium, and maybe they'll just think of one passage in the Bible. But we sort of have to insert all this into the time period uh, from the Old Testament, right, Nathan? Absolutely. Matter of fact, if we kept reading on in Isaiah 11, verses 11 through 12 has a fantastic verse. It says, It shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand against a second time to recover the remnant of his people, and he will set up a banner for the nations and will assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together to disperse the Judah from the four corners of the earth. This is one of those amazing passages that prophesy that leading up to the millennial kingdom is where the Lord will take all the Jewish people that are in exile right now and bring them back to the land of Israel. And he will bring a remnant through the tribulation to accept him as Savior, and they will live on into the millennial kingdom as, as priests for the Lord. And this, we can't know the millennial, the millennial kingdom, excuse me, can't happen until Israel is regathered back into the land. And we're seeing that today, which means that the tribulation, first the rapture, then the tribulation is right around the corner. And just after that, the millennial kingdom, we are getting very, very close to the Lord's returning because Israel is regathering as a nation again, something that, that never has happened in history where a nation is restored after 1900 years of not existing. Impossible unless you're God. Nathan, that's a fantastic point. And this is why we pray that those of you that are tuning to the program will get excited because these are prophecies that are being fulfilled right before our eyes. It's almost like a time clock about to hit 12 or about to hit midnight. We see everything falling uh, falling in place. And Nathan, like you, like you said, we have to keep an eye on the nation of Israel, the restoration, the people coming back to Israel. And, and this is something that has just occurred in the last, what, 50, 70 years or something like that? Well, late 1800s, they started slowly going back to Israel. They started buying up the land. Uh, the land was desolate, as prophesied, and they rejuvenated again. Of course, now they rejuvenated. The Arabs won it, and uh, uh, they're coming back. There's now 12 million uh, Jewish people in Israel. Now there's more people in Israel than there are in the rest of the world, hard to believe, and uh, more will come. Uh, the result of the Gog and Magog War prophesied in Ezekiel uh, 38 and 39 is that all the Jewish people will return to Israel and a third of them will become believers. They will live through the tribulation and they will populate, along with Gentile believers, the millennial kingdom. Matter of fact, this, this kingdom is so well prophesied in the Bible. It is probably one of the most prophesied events in the Bible after the second coming. The second coming is, is the most prophesied event in the Bible. But there are prophecies all over the Bible about Jesus Becoming king. I particularly look at Daniel 2, 44 through 45, 
And it reads, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces, consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. So the Ooh. kingdom of Jesus Christ will come. It will destroy all the Gentile nations in the world today, and Christ's kingdom will be set up as the one and only kingdom, and it will never fall. It will remain forever. Nathan, that is fantastic news, and this is why we're so excited, because not only that, Nathan, but th there's a lot of things that are going to be happening in this time period. For instance, uh, people's lives, uh, longevity, they're going to live longer, and, and Isaiah chapter 65, Nathan, uh, if you can take us there, also talks about this, right? Verses 17 through 25 in Isaiah, and, and hopefully we can read some of this so for individuals can follow along and kind of get a better idea what life is going to be like. Uh, in the time of the millennium. Well, Isaiah 65 uh, prophesy, it, It's this is an interesting prophecy because it explains what life is like in the millennial kingdom, but then after the thousand years going on into the eternal state, it, it blends the two a little bit in the beginning. Uh, but what we learn in, from this passage is that the, the conditions of the millennial kingdom are almost perfect there is people still living in sinful bodies. Satan will be released at the end of it, and we can get to that later. But uh, it starts, For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. And that's a prophecy about what happens after the millennial kingdom. But then it backtracks and talks about the millennial kingdom. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem as a rejoicing. And Can you imagine that? Jerusalem and rejoicing today? And our wow. people enjoy who, who loves the Jewish people? Not many today, but in that time, the, the believing Jewish people will be rejoiced over. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. And get this, verse 19, the voice of weeping shall no longer be heard in her, nor the voice of crying. Imagine. Nathan, you know, this is really, I mean, of course, and when we talk, when we look at the book of Revelation, where there will be no more tears shed, you know, uh, and, and those type of things. But I mean, clearly, uh, this is just an amazing passage uh, when we consider uh, all the wonderful things uh, are here uh, that you that, that you you know that, that you bring into our attention, and and of course it says, "No more shall an infant from there live, but a few days, nor an old man who has not fulfilled his days, for the child shall die one hundred years old." But the sinner, being 100 years old, uh, shall be accursed. Verse 21, they shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. Uh, so, uh, Nathan, I mean, I mean, this is just fantastic uh, when we really look at this passage because uh, from, what, from what I'm seeing here, life expectancy the, uh, is, going to be, uh, is going to be, if you will, extended. Uh, individuals are going to be given a certain time uh, for them to uh, repent uh, and turn uh, to the Lord. And, and, and we just see again uh, what the Bible is saying. They shall build houses. Absolutely. If you go back to the pre-flood time period that they were living up to nearly a thousand, like Methuselah, for instance. So when you think about that, that the lifespan of the people during the millennial kingdom will be back to hundreds of years. As a matter of fact, if somebody dies at 100, be considered a curse. Can you imagine that? That a hundred is considered a baby during the millennial kingdom? That's amazing. Which means in disease and sickness and it, it will be almost non-existent during that time period. 
Woo. And Nathan, I know, and that's why today we do all that we can to try to extend a few years of our lives. Man, we try to lose weight. Uh, we try to stay away from Krispy Kreme donuts. No. <laughs> <laughs> we try. We, we, right, that's what I'm saying. We try and we do all this to extend a few years of our lives. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think we should take care of ourselves. But how amazing it is to know that people are going to live seven, uh, eight hundred years. I, I mean, it's just an, an, an amazing thing. And, and you mentioned something very important, Nathan. That's why the population is going to grow into the billions again, right? In the time of the millennium. Well, think about it. If everybody's healthy and everybody's living hundreds of years, and then think of how many children you could have in when the birth age is extended. Think of how two, how much people will grow bigger. It's interesting when they, they find skeletons of creatures and even people from pre-flood eras, they're huge. So the we won't stop growing at 16, 18 or whatever. And so everything will be bigger and better. And because there's no war killing people, there's no sickness killing people, there's very little death. It, it, the cursed person, in other words, those who rebel against Christ, won't, won't have the long life. They'll die at 100. But can you imagine a 100-year-old person today is considered ancient? It'll be considered a baby during the millennial kingdom. That's amazing. Uh, so, Nathan, and, and that's what we look forward to uh, when we get our glorified bodies. Of course, we're going to live forever, but the people in the millennium are going to live extended period of time. And there's also going to be a lifting uh, of that curse, right, Nathan? That's why animals will be able to sort of like live together without necessarily eating each other. And the crops. I mean, when you're not putting most of your, your budget towards warfare, you're putting it towards agriculture and business. There's uh, one verse that says that the the person who's plucking the, the grapes are outpacing the person that's that's planting the, the vine. So <laughs> it's going to be an amazing time. If nobody will be want or starving or hungry during that time period. Ooh, that is amazing. And of course, again, for those of you that have, uh, have just tuned into the program, you're tuned into our Truth to Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Those of you that have been tuned in, I know you're excited, but oftentimes when we do these programs, we have people tuning in, but maybe they don't have a relationship with the Lord. They're excited about the things that we're talking about. And we want to talk to you. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, again, the benefits of this that we're talking about is through a relationship in Jesus Christ. We're putting your faith in him. And I know we only have about a minute left to the program, but we always like to extend an invitation to those of you that are out there that maybe have not considered our relationship with the Lord yet. So again, before we close, Nathan, would you be able to maybe share with that person that is tuned in? that doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, how they can begin their relationship even right now so they can enjoy the fruit of this eternal life that we're talking about. Well, your sin stands between you and God. It stands between you and eternal life. It's that rebellion against God. And until that is, is covered by Christ's blood, by accepting in faith that Jesus Christ is your Savior and repenting of your sins, then you cannot be before the holy God. So that's why Jesus came and died on the cross for your sins. And when you put your faith and trust in him, you too can be saved. If you believe that, pray from your heart. Something like, dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. And Jesus promised to do just that. Your sins will be forgiven. The guilt will be gone. You can now stand before God, holy and blameless. The relationship is restored and you will inherit the millennial kingdom and eternal life. Amen. Thank you, Nathan. And maybe you just put your trust in Christ wherever you are. Reach out to us, 305-992-9537 or 321-END-TIME, 
1-800-273-8463. We would love to pray for you and give you some wonderful material so that you can continue to grow in your relationship with Jesus. So again, we're very excited for your future that is ahead. So Nathan, what an amazing program, Nathan. Thank you so much for opening up these wonderful scriptures. I know we had a little glitch there in our program, but we got that taken care of. And again, Nathan, it's always awesome to have you on. Thank you, brother. Great to be on and fantastic topic. Awesome. Thank you. And of course, for those of you that are tuned in, we ran out of time for this segment of the program, but we want to encourage you to catch it on social media, share it with your friends. And of course, stay tuned for our next segment, the next time that we meet. But for now, uh, Nathan Jones, Vic Batista, who's saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. And thank you for being part of today's program. <laughs>